Today is the beginning of a new series, and what I shared with you in the month of January concerning perfect, oh, it's gone, perfect and complete, lacking in nothing, I told you that that, that, that theme for this year, that, that what God has spoken very clearly to us, um, is vital in our desire, my desire, is to see those things manifest and come to pass in your life. And so there are truths in God's Word that are vital that we embrace and we understand and we live in and we walk in on a day-to-day basis to see, to see vision like what we're talking about, perfect and complete, lacking in nothing, seeing that not just in this year but this decade, that it's the decade of perfect and complete, lacking in nothing in your life. That's the way God made us. And he wants it that way, but there are truths in God's word that we have to embrace. And all year long, we will talk about those truths to help you, to empower you to be on the receiving end of perfect and complete lacking in nothing. Is that a good thing? Amen. And so today, we're stepping into that in this series in this month of February. And the title of my message today is what the world needs now and you can finish it what the world needs now is love sweet love amen so today we're talking about the love of God and understanding the love of God and and understanding how vital there's not a more important truth and you'll see it in the scriptures that we talk about throughout this month. There's not a more important truth that we must apply to our life than not just, not just understanding the love of God, but walking in the love of God. We have to understand it. On social media, I posted um, a statement that you'll see throughout this whole series that... I believe by the end of the month, you're going to have such great revelation in this, it's going to liberate you in your life. You will not be the same. If you come to these services, or you listen and go back over and listen to these messages, you will never be the same in your life. And this statement will help empower you. I I would encourage you, I've done this. When I got this statement, I added it to my daily routine, and I make this declaration over my life every day, and I would encourage you to, and it's this. How a person treats me is a reflection of them. How I respond is a reflection of me. How people treat me is a reflection of them. How I respond is a reflection of me. How a person treats me has to do with them. All of it has to do with them. But how I respond to what someone else does to me has everything to do with me. I'm telling you today that nobody on planet Earth has to be nice to you. I'm going to say it again. Nobody on planet earth has to love you or walk in love with you or understand you or give you the time of day for anything 
but that's on them. How you respond to somebody that knows or thinks they don't have to walk in love with you or be kind to you or anything else, how you respond to that is all on you. And we know that. Anybody that's been around here any period of time, you know that. But I'm telling you that this decade is a decade of you lacking in nothing if you embrace a truth like what we're talking about this month and you apply it every day. Jesus said a couple of things in John 13. And verse 34. A new commandment, he said, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I've loved you, that you also love one another. Verse 35. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. People will know in life that you're a disciple of God, so they'll begin to believe in God because of the love that you have, not because of how smart you are, how good-looking you are or not, not how many miracles manifest through your life, not what we preach or what we say out of our mouths, but it's how we love one another. That's the key. It's the key to everything in our lives. And he said, love as I've loved. So the more I develop my relationship with Jesus, the more I understand how he loved me. You have to receive love to be able to give love. You you can never give something you don't have. And to do that, you have to love yourself. That's harder than most people think. It's harder to love yourself than you think it is. And, and, and there's more to loving yourself than any of us have any clue because it's something that evolves all the time. God wants you and I to love each other the way He loved us. And the more I understand that, the more I become a disciple of Him and then the world knows that He's real. How? Because of the love we have for each other. Okay? Remember our foundational statement. How a person treats me, let's just say it like this. However uh, however ugly a person can be to me, that's a reflection of them. What does that mean? That means there's things in them that are wrong. See, when I said nobody has to be nice to you, do anything nice or anything in your life whatsoever, when I said that, that doesn't mean it's right. I'm just saying they don't have to. Did you get that? I didn't say it's right. I said they don't have to. But how I respond to them is an indicator of how much, based on this passage of Scripture I just read, it's it's an indicator of how much of my relationship with God, I am developing and receiving and understanding how much He loves me. 
To, to walk in love, you have to walk in unconditional love. You're not trying to love, you're learning to walk unconditionally no matter what. No matter what anybody else does. Because you remember, that's a reflection of them. You know, you know what? One of the things that really empowers me daily in, in, in my prayer life, and I'll just, I'll just tell you this, you might want to come and show up. But when I've been talking to you this last year about praying for you every day, well, there's something God gave me about three years ago that's evolved over the last three years about praying. I pray for you every single day, and I never miss, ever. Well, in the month of February, and maybe even a little bit beyond, on Wednesday nights, we're going to talk about that revelation. I'm not going to just talk about prayer. We're going to talk about the revelation that God gave me about how to pray for people and how I can't not pray for people. If I'm going to teach what I'm teaching you today about love, I have to pray for you. Why? Because the enemy comes immediately to steal what I'm telling you today. Immediately he comes and steals. He's after stealing the word that empowers you to be able to do what I'm talking about. That's why you have to be prayed for. It's not enough. Paul said, I can't not pray for you, he said to the, to the church at Ephesus. And then he prayed the Ephesians 1 prayer. I can't not pray for you. So to understand this truth empowers you to receive everything that you need so that you are lacking in nothing. If he said it, then that's the way it should be. If he said it about you and I, that's the way life should be. We should be perfect and complete. That word we know, you know, some people, well, you know, we're, no, nobody's perfect but Jesus. That word perfect there is mature, it's developed. That I be mature and develop and continuing to develop and complete in all things because the moment I was conceived, I was made complete. You and I were complete the moment. Even before we got born again, we were already complete in everything. The day you got born again, that completeness began to be activated, but then we have to develop it all the time. So we have to be developed and complete and know it so that we're lacking in nothing. God made you and I to live that way and to be that way. <clears throat> So, I'll just say this. My ability to love people is limited if I don't love myself. My ability to love people can only go and be truly effective because, because we're not talking about people that love you and love everything that you do. Talking about the people that don't like what you do. The only way you can do that is to love yourself. Remember that all month long. Because we're going to talk about it from a, a number of different angles. What loving yourself looks like. You know, most people, they don't like what they see in the mirror. And they don't love themselves. And what they see in the mirror is a creation of God. 
what you see on billboards or the internet or whatever that you're comparing yourself to, that is not of God. God made you, created you, established you, strengthened you. And he will make you and cause you to have the desires of your heart. You want things to change in the natural? Those will change as you have a relationship with him, but you have to love what he created. So you can love other people. Wow, you know, she just thinks she's all that. Well, he just thinks he's all that. Why? Because you see something you think is better than you. I'll just tell you today, there's nobody better than me. <laughs> but that, that's just between me and God because he told me that. You, you understand what I'm saying? Now, I'm not talking about an arrogance and pride. I'm talking about me and him. When I'm talking to him, it's like there's nobody but me. That's the way it has to be with you, with all of us. There's nobody but me. I mean, so, I mean, just thinking about that just does something in my life. Because there was a time in my life, man, I didn't see myself that way. Mm-mm. Everybody's a better father. Everybody's a better husband. Everybody's a better pastor. Everybody's this. I mean, I battled it. But not today. There's nobody better than me. <laughs> I mean, but, but, the, but, but when, you, when you feel that, see, it's not about saying nobody's better than me. I'm better than him. No, I'm not better than him. Nobody's better than me. See, I'm not saying I'm better than this one and I do better here. I, see, there, you're still in comparison. No, I'm saying there's nobody better than me. I'm comfortable in my skin and I can rejoice with the great things that are happening in other people's lives. That's the love of God, but that's receiving the love of God. Accepting the love of God. Jesus said this. John 15 and 9. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Just You know, there's really nothing else for me to say and add to that verse of Scripture. That's what I'm talking about. How has he loved you? You've got to know what he did for you. You've got to know how he's laid his life down for you. So that you can lay your life down for other people and yet understand what that looks like. It's not a weakness to lay your life down for other people. It's a strength. Because it comes from him. Can you say amen? The Apostle Paul in Romans 13 said something that's interesting. And I want to look at a couple things today. Just, just in the next few minutes, um, uh, uh, about this point. He said um, in, in Romans 13 and 8, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the whole law. 
For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. And if there, if there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Isn't it interesting that he talked about the commandments leading up to this commandment, you'll love your neighbor as yourself. Now watch what he said here in the last part, in, in verse 10 here. Love does no harm to a neighbor. He does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Love Love never harms anyone. Who's your neighbor? I've always said that your neighbor is that your neighbor is everybody but you, and that's true. But today you're you're not you're not commanded to love people in Sydney, Australia today, right? Because you're not there. Your neighbor is everybody but you, but it's everybody but you that you come in contact with on a day-to-day basis. That's your neighbor. And he said here, he said, love does no harm to anyone. I'll say ever. Love doesn't. We do. We have. If, um, if, um, if I came up to, to Fabian and he saw me coming and maybe he put his hand out like he was going to shake my hand and I slapped his face really hard. <laughs> do, do you think that um, he would have no emotion? Uh, I mean, I, I, played baske- I played basketball against Fabian and he has emotion. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't tell you some of the things he's done to me on the basketball court, but we'll, we'll let that go. <laughs> I'm not holding any kind of grudge either. No. But, but he would have emotion, but there's nothing he could do about what I did to him, but everything in the way he responds. Now, what, what's the first thing you want to do? I don't care who you are. So I'm not talking about going like this. I'm talking... First, the first thing you think about is retaliation. And the reason I'm bringing something like that up is because when you talk about walking in love, a lot of times people mistake that for not having any emotion. No. Actually, see, if you weren't going to walk in love, you'd just be one everyday emotional thing. You just react to whatever anybody does and you don't even think about it. But to be listening to the Holy Spirit and learning and developing your relationship with God and realizing how much that he has loved you and that he wants you to love other people the exact same way, you have to deal with your emotions in the moment when somebody does something that you can do nothing about. Somebody acts ugly to you. May, somebody may call, talk to somebody on the phone, and they've been ugly. Well, th- there's nothing you can do about their ugliness. You can do something about your response. 
Now, faith in God and trust in God works by love. Faith works by love. 1 John 4, 8 says that, that God is love. God is love. Faith works by love. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. He who doesn't love doesn't know God in the way that they need to. They've not received love in the way that they need to receive love to be able to walk in love. And if we want to be people of faith that are walking and living by faith and trusting God, if you're not walking in love, you're not going to walk in faith. Your faith will be limited. Your ability to trust God will be limited if you're not developing a life of, of, of the love of God. Why is that? It takes faith to love people. So simultaneously, as you're learning to walk in love, you're developing faith. Because you know what? At the end of the day, it's just a choice. Everybody has things come at them. People do ugly things to everybody sitting in here today. Everybody gets emotions worked up. Everybody does. But remember, all, everything to that point is on them. How I choose to respond to what people do to me is on me. Thank God for God's mercy and his, the ability to repent and the ability to admit that we've done something wrong. And you know what? Just keep doing it. Just don't stop. Just don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Keep developing the, the actions of love in your life and you'll see manifestation come. Amen. See, because we want, we want a life of perfect and complete, lacking in nothing, to not just, we don't want to just talk about that, we want to see it manifested. We want to see it manifested. <clears throat> in those situations that I'm talking about, God never retaliates. Love never retaliates. Flesh does. Love, God is love. God never retaliates when there's something that has come in a certain way, in an ugly way, in a degrading way. Love never retaliates, but the flesh does. And everybody lives in a flesh and blood body. And everybody has retaliated. And everybody's, you know, retaliated or thought about retaliating in the last week. Some of us this morning before you came to church. But God has empowered us to be able to walk in love and do what's right every single time. Or he wouldn't have given these, these truths. Can you say amen? Amen. <clears throat> First Corinthians 13, which is the love chapter. <clears throat> I just want to read several things in here. 
I'm going to read this in the Amplified. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love is never envious, nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily, it's not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride, it's not rude or unmannerly, it does not act unbecoming. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it's not self-seeking, it's not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of an evil done to it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It takes no account of an evil done to it, pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Love never thinks evil. Here's what I think he's saying, the Apostle Paul's saying here. Love never contemplates getting even. Never. There's a verse of scripture in Matthew 10 and verse 16. It says this, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. The word harmless there is non-evil. We just read in 1 Corinthians 13 that It takes no account of evil done to it, pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Love is never contemplating getting even. In other words, love is harmless as a dove. How many have ever been dove hunting? When you see dove fly by, do you run? Oh my gosh, here they come. Like they're going to hurt you. But he sent us out in the midst of wolves. You talking about real wolves? Talking about people. When people see you coming, do they run? I'm lacking in nothing because what I'm teaching you today, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm not talking about it, I'm doing it. And I'm doing it better and better all the time. And I'm getting more accustomed to it than ever before. I'm getting more accustomed to how to love, how to live my life taking responsibility for the way I react or respond and never blaming a soul on planet earth. Never allowing my mouth to open up and blame another person. Nobody. I'll just tell you right now, I've been saved for 40 plus years, and there was a good portion of that, I'd say maybe half of that time, maybe not quite that, but half of it, somewhere around that, that I didn't know that that was possible with certain types of people. I didn't realize that it was possible to actually do that. I'm telling you today, you and I can do it. We can accomplish this, empowered by God, being focused on our actions, our 
little foundational statement. How a person treats you is a reflection of them. How you respond is a reflection of you. I'm believing by the end of this month that that statement right there will literally transform your life, that you will take the responsibility to do as God is commissioning you to do in his scripture. Remember, this isn't something I dreamed up, you know. Sometimes these kind of messages can appear to be a little hard or a little to the point, but it's just the truth, you know. And, And there's nothing hard, there's nothing difficult about it. Okay, it, 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 it's very, very simple, not easy, but it's not hard and difficult to where what I'm telling you today can't be understood. You just have to purpose to do it. I'm going to say a couple things that are going to kind of maybe help you a little bit. I feel like some of you are kind of struggling. <laughs> <clears throat> In Romans 12, the Apostle Paul says this. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, everybody say if. As much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. As much as it depends on me, let's do good. Let's live right. Let's do what God wants. As much as it depends on me, he's he's putting the responsibility on me. Okay, as much as it depends on me, if it's possible, I'm telling you, not only is it possible, I'm going to do it. Because I see all through Scripture that the promises are conditional. He's not a mean bad God that's making things difficult for us and conditional. He's trying to save our behinds. He's trying to keep you from a mess of trouble. A mess of trouble. To think that we're going to believe God and expect for good things to happen in our life and we're not going to keep these principles. He said, he mentioned all the commandments, but he said, look, it's all summed up in this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. But what did he say in the other scriptures we read today? You can't love your neighbor if you don't love yourself, and you never love yourself if you don't realize how much he's loved you. Remember, I'm his favorite. (laughs) I mean, there's nobody better than me. Talking about me and him. The last part of verse 21 of Romans 12. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. Actually, no, 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 I'm sorry. I I, I didn't finish reading what I was reading. Um. Live peaceably with all men. And then, and then uh, uh, verse 18. Uh, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, 
Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will, keep, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And I want you to think about two things. God will defend you so that you can walk in love. A lot of times what stops us from walking in love is that we feel like we have to defend ourselves. Well, they did me wrong. They got to they pay. He said, vengeance is mine, I'll repay. You know why? Because the way he repays is a whole lot better than what, what we'll do because he still has people's best interest in heart that have been ugly to you. So you don't have to try to deal with that. He'll defend you and take care of you. You walk in love. Find somebody hungry, they'll feed you. I'll just tell you this. That hungry person probably wouldn't feed you. But he said, you feed them. Whether they'd feed you or not or do anything good for you or not, you feed them. That's how we walk in love. That's the way we do it. 1 John 3 and verse 16. By this we know, by this we know love. Because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. That's what we're talking about. Verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, not, not just talk about it, but indeed in truth. And verse 23. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ, love one another as he has given us commandment. He said, another passage says, if you'll do that, everything in your life will be summed up in those two things. But it's how to get into that and how to apply it. We're going to talk about that all month long. <clears throat> I, I read earlier to you John 3, 16, that God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The greatest act of love, the greatest act of love, based on John 3, 16, the greatest act of love is giving. When somebody doesn't deserve it. God so loved the world that didn't deserve it, that he gave the best of heaven, that they would be liberated and free in their life. Something deep, deep, deep that God wants to come out of us that we're believing for the good of people that don't do necessarily do right. The greatest act of love is even when you're emotional and you're mad at somebody that you can walk in love. Can you be mad and walk in love? Yeah, it's a choice. Yeah, I'm mad. What they did, I don't like it. Tick me off. What are they thinking about? But I'm going to walk in love. Did I say we didn't have emotion? Hmm? I slap Fabian, he slaps me back. Okay? So does everybody else. That's the way the world lives. I slap him. He prays in the spirit. He collects himself. You know what? I don't like it. That hurt my cheek. I don't understand it. Why did he do that? What, what the heck? But I'm not retaliating. God's got my back. God's covering me. Every time that we retaliate when people do us wrong, 
because we don't have that relationship with God where we trust that he's got our back. He's got us covered. He will defend you each and every time, no matter what people have done, but we have to walk in love. Dang, if we just didn't have to do that. Because see, when we don't walk in love, then we're trying to fix it and handle it, and he can't. He will not battle for you for position to be everything he, was, he is, that he is, was created to be. I mean, everything that he is to be. You know, we were created to need him. Today, I'm saying, as we embrace this understanding about walking in love, about what our foundational quote is saying, how a person treats me is a reflection of them. How I respond is a reflection of me. How many believe that today? You're going you're gonna to see that and believe that like you've never believed before in your life. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just without a doubt believing that. This message today is not for a family member or a friend of yours or somebody that's not here today. It's for you. It's not for anybody else. I'm telling you, this message today is for you. And I promise you that I am praying for you that you are getting this. God created you to live with no lack. Not lacking anything. But there's certain truths that I'm giving you and, and we're going to spend time in like this whole month in this truth right here. That we're going to spend time on this whole year and if you will take these things serious and you'll apply them, I promise you, God is faithful to his word. I'm not promising you anything other than what he's promised. Did you hear me? He's promised.